we need to talk about what is it that you and I need to be expecting as a result of last Sunday. What is it that we need to be expecting from God being first in our life and us putting God first in our life? There are some expectations, I think, that that we can live with, but more important than expectations, that's not really the right word. The right word is expectancy. And learning to live, faith learns to live. Let me say this. Faith learns to live with expectancy, not expectations. Expectancy, not expectations. Meaning what? Faith is living in a constant state of expectancy. What it's expecting in its life, but not expectations. How it's expecting it to happen. You see, faith lives in an expectancy that that God is working and that God is going to do certain things, but it it leaves the way that that happens to God. And so it doesn't put expectations on God. It lives in expectancy. So today, that's what I want to talk to you about, living in expectancy, how you need to be living over the coming year in expectancy. Uh, Ezekiel 44, uh, we read last week in verse 30, and it says, And the first of the ripe fruits and all the gifts brought uh, brought to the Lord will go to the priests. The first samples of each grain harvest and the first of your flour will be given to the priests, and the Lord will bless your homes. The Lord will bless your homes. I want to talk to you about the expectancy in your life of that blessing upon your home and upon your family and all that constitutes who you are. Now, the first fruits there, they they brought those unto the Lord. We've talked about this before. And the Lord said that was provision. He received it as a gift from the people to God. And then God turned and gave it to the priest. And it was part of what was to sustain them and to bless them and provide a living for them. And so we said in this case... Instead of us doing that and and those first fruits coming to Teresa and I, what we desire to be done is that those be given so that we can continue to create a campus and an atmosphere for reaching the world for the Lord. And so he said, as you get that first fruit and the priest receives it, he said, what's going to happen is it's going to create, it's going to command a blessing to be upon your family. It's what I said last week. Remember, it's the caused blessing. This is a blessing you cause in your life. You cause it to happen. God said, do this and cause this to happen. Well, now let's talk about what it is that we should be looking for in expectancy in our life. And there's four things I'm going to talk to you about today that you need to be thinking of when you think of expectancy. Expectancy. Now, again, I want you to remember what first fruits is about. The, the, the term first fruits in the Hebrew, uh, it's a Hebrew word. It's a bakurim. And uh, bakurim literally means the promise to come. The promise to come. So first fruits were the promise to come. They would collect those first fruits at the beginning of the harvest. And they would believe that then all the rest of the harvest that they collected was going to be blessed. That God was going to command for the rest of that season and for the rest of that year 
that there was going to be a blessing on their life because of that. And that's the kind of expectancy I want us to be living in. That's the kind of expectancy I'm going to be living in. Is the expectancy of the promise yet to come, the things yet to come. They believed that when they went out then and they, they harvest that, that it was going to be a good harvest, that it was going to be a prosperous harvest. They believed what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 said, when he said, when you'll take the and give that first and that best to the Lord, he said he'll cause your barns to be full and your vats to overflow. We're believing for fullness and overflow. There's an expectancy. I don't know how that's going to be. You see, that's my expectancy, not my expectation. My expectancy is abundance. My expectancy is blessing. My expectancy is fullness and overflow. My expectations are, I don't know how God is going to do that. I just know he is. And I'm going to be watching for it, looking for it, and living with that expectancy. I'm going to leave the terms up to him. I'm going to leave the ways up to him. You see, they could take the first fruit and the first bud off of a plant, but they couldn't determine how many other fruits would be in that field or upon that plant. They couldn't determine that, but they just had an expectancy that whatever full looked like for that plant, it was going to be full. Whatever abundance looked like for that plant, it was going to be abundance. Some apple trees have 50, some apple trees have 30, some apple trees have 60 when it comes to harvest time. We, we don't know that. We can't predict all of that. We just can't predict there will be apples. And there's an expectancy we live of apples uh, to come. So this first fruits, the way we need to live now, as we've released this offering and this confession, this prayer, and this faith to the Lord, we need to live in expectation. We need to live uh, in what the Bible calls hope. Instead of using the word expectations, many times the Bible uses the word hope, but the word hope literally translated out means the confident expectation of good. I want you to think of it, the confident expectation of good. In other words, it means living in an expectancy of good, good happening in your life, good things for your life, good things coming through your life, the expectancy for good. Again, it's living with expectancy versus expectations. Expectancy says it will be versus this is the way it will be. We just live with the expectancy that it will be what God has said, what God wants for us, what we're believing for. It will be. Not necessarily the way that it will be. That it will be done versus how it will be. That's expectancy, living with that expectancy, that confident hope, that confident expectancy that is expecting good in our life. So when you release the expectations, you can walk in the joy of the expectancy. In other words, you can be happy and you can always be living with an expectancy of good. When you live under expectations, because things don't go exactly the way you thought or the way you planned or the way you determined, then you won't live in hope and joy. You'll live in disappointment. You, you won't realize what I realize is that God is here to lift me up, not to let me down. God is here to lift me up, not to let me down. 
I don't put expectations and then, as some people say, well, God has let me down. Well, God let you down because you chose expectations, but because his ways are higher than your ways and he doesn't even think like you do, many times people are up, things are not going to happen the way people think. Release the expectation so you can walk in the joy of the expectancy. The expectancy of what is to come. The Bakurin, the meaning, the, the promise to come, that there is a good year ahead, that there is a good harvest ahead, that there is good things ahead that are coming our way. The news is filled right now saying, oh, you know what's coming? A recession's coming. You know what's coming? This is coming. You know what's coming? Higher price is coming. You know what's coming? Uh, unemployment's coming. You know what's coming? That's what they're saying is coming. But when we live with expectancy, we have the expectation of the blessing and the good coming to our life, no matter what the economy or the economic system is like. So here's four things, four things that I just want to share with you today and uh, give you that, that you need to be living with with expectancy. Number one is this, an expectancy that greater is yet to come. An expectancy that greater is yet to come. That there, is a, that there is a greater life, that there is a greater future, that there is better yet to come. There is greater yet to come. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, he said, your barns will be filled and your vats will overflow. What does that mean? That it will be a better year and better times ahead. That's what I'm believing for. I'm, I'm expected, my expectancy is, I can't explain it, I don't know all the ways that'll happen, is that no matter what happens in the world or with the economy, my expectancy is that for my life and for my family and for you, because I'm praying for you and, and, and have spiritual authority and so I can pray and speak and desire things over your life, that my expectancy, Teresa's expectancy for us and for you is that greater things are yet to come, that better things are ahead, that no matter what the testimonies you've told us, I believe there's still greater testimonies going to come out of your life, that no matter the awesome experiences that we get to hear and rejoice with with you as a church, that there's still, there's still even better things, even greater things to come. You see, it's living in that expectancy, and that expectancy that greater things are yet to come. Better is on the horizon. Greater is on the horizon. More beautiful is on the horizon. More power is on the horizon. More joy is on the horizon. More abundance is on the horizon. It's living with that expectancy. I challenge you to live with that expectancy. I challenge you right now to try to take whatever fear that you're living in, whatever doubt that you're walking with, whatever discouragement that you're walking with. Um, I, I challenge you right now to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to take in the joy of Jesus, the faith, the hope, the expectancy of Jesus in your life of greater things yet to come. Even when Jesus was facing the cross, Philippians 2 said, because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I'm not saying there are some things you won't have to endure, but you can endure with expectation. 
that on the other side of whatever you're enduring, on the other side, I believe there's greater. I believe there's greater. I believe there's better. I believe that that's what God is wanting. And just like they believe that for their harvest, that's what they believe for their harvest. They didn't believe for their harvest that they would give their first fruits unto the Lord and it would be good and it would be the best. And then when they went back to harvest the rest over the coming uh, months, that, that that harvest would be filled with rotten fruit, rotten grain, rotten barley, rotten wheat. They didn't believe that. They rejoiced. They believed that greater was yet to come, better was yet to come, that whatever they had brought in, that there was still more of it. Whatever blessing they had, there was still more of it. Whatever goodness they had, there was still more of it in their life. So we need to live with an expectancy that greater and better is to come. In your marriage, live with expectancy that better years, better relationships, Better and greater is yet to come. It's yet to come. In your family, that it's yet to come. Let's believe for our church that greater and better is yet to come. And the things that we've already seen and experienced in our lives and in people's lives, that there is still just greater and better yet to come. I believe it's just going to get better and better and better and better. Even when we go through some things that they don't look like it's better, right? But I believe we can live with an expectancy that says, hey, I just believe it's going to get better. I think the second thing we can live and should live with an expectancy, the same way they did in their harvest, is an expectancy for good things to come. For good things. Not just things to come, but good things to come. Proverbs 23, verse 17 and 18. I love this. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18. It says this. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. Let me read that again. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. Your hope will not be disappointed. Uh, you can expect good things to come. That if you fear the Lord and walk with the Lord, just like he said, then you ex can expect to be rewarded. You can expect that there is a blessing attached to it that belongs to your life. That, that, that there's a blessing attached, good things attached to that that are coming into your life. You see, he's working on things, things that you can't see right now. God's working on those things. God's working to bring about good in your life. He is a good God, the Bible said. The Bible said he wants good things for his children. The Bible said he works all things together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So that means good. That means I'm expecting a good God doing good things and it was going to result in good results in my life. That he's good. That there's an expectancy of good. That there's goodness. Even in the midst of suffering, there's goodness. It's, it's, it's going to be okay that there's goodness. There's good to come out. You see, it's the expectancy of the life to come. And that sometimes the season we're going through 
can't even compare to the beauty of the season that we're going to enter in, both here on this earth and, 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 and in the time after this, in the fullness of God's glory and the fullness of eternity. But it's the expectation of good things. Now, maybe you're the kind of person that kind of generally expects bad things. I was working recently, well, I'm in the midst of it right now, a, a project that, um, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen, a lot of moving compartments and stuff. And and I've noticed myself that, I, you know, the, the phone would ring and it would be a certain number and I would be worried, oh, something's wrong, this, something's wrong. Or looking and seeing a, that I got an email, oh, something's wrong. And I, I had to stop myself and say, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you're living in an expectancy of things being bad or of something being wrong or something being negative. And I stopped that and I used my faith to stop that. I said, no, that's that's not the way I live. I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting good. I'm expecting good answers. I'm expecting good favor. I'm expecting good things. I'm expecting good. And so... You know, we can all get in those periods. We all, you know, I, was, it, I wasn't even realizing it, but it took me there. But the Holy Spirit reminded me instantly, this is not the way to live. This is not the way you live. Maybe you've been like that. Maybe you've just, maybe because of certain things that have happened in your life, maybe certain things that you've had to endure, certain people that you've had to endure. Maybe you look and say, you know, I kind of have that expectancy of bad. That, that there's an expectancy of, of something bad's going to happen or that this is going to be bad or that nothing's going to be good. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to reverse that and turn that around, that, that I'm expecting. When it comes from men, sometimes you, you can expect bad things because that's how people are. I'm not talking about accept, expecting from people. I'm talking about you accepting from God. It expecting what God has said, expecting what God wants. He said, I will bless you. He said, you, this first fruit, there will be a blessing on your home. A blessing was an expectation of good things promised. So the, it's the expectancy of good. The blessing is an expectancy of good because the blessing is good. The curse is bad, the blessing is good. But Jesus broke the curse off your life. So we live in an expectancy of good things to come. Are you living in that expectancy? I want to challenge you to live in that ex expectancy. To say, I am going to live with expectancy of good things to come. The third thing, the third thing I think that we need to do to live in expectancy is an expectancy that God will provide your needs. An expectancy that God will provide your needs. Philippians 4.19, the Apostle Paul is talking to people. Uh, he's talking to the Philippians. They've, he's just received gifts that they have sent to him. And he's very impressed that they gave offerings even though they were in financially difficult times themselves. He said, but even when you had a need you still found a way to give. And he said, so I want you to know and understand this, that the same God who supplies me is going to supply you. And this is what he says. He said, this same God who takes care of me 
will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches. Paul is saying God has taken care of me, and now God is going to take care of you. God's going to take care of you. He, he told them, he said, I, I, I appreciate this giving because it's going to help me to give to those that were in need. He said, because right now I, I, I'm not in need. I need to help people that are in need. He said, and I want you to know the reason that is, is because God is supplying me and taking care of me. And I want you to know that in your need, God, the same God that's taking care of me, is the same God that is taking care of you. You know, it's the same way in receiving that first fruits offering and biblically said the order of that, that was supposed to be able to fund those that were doing in ministry. But Teresa and I told you, we, we, I don't want that right now. Uh, because I want it for the greater purpose of what we're doing right now and that money to be spent that way. Uh, and, I, and I told you, I'm not in need right now. Now, I could take that money, and if my vision and passion was to have, you know, five cars and nine a nine-car garage or whatever, I mean, I really love a red Corvette. You all know that very much, and I'm going to have some one someday. Uh, I, I started saying I'm going to have one, one someday soon. So y'all need to expect that any day you may see it in the parking lot. And but but to me, you know, I could take that money, but I don't need that money. People could say, well, Pastor, we want to bless you, we want to bless your family and stuff. No, I'm like Paul. I said, right now, my 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 needs are being met. And and God is taking care of us. It's the same way in your life. Realize God's taking care of you. He's taking care of you. Some of you, when you gave your first fruits, you, you gave kind of out of abundance. You have a, a cushion that you can fall back on. Some of you don't. Some of you did that by faith. Some of you don't have a cushion right now to fall back on. I want you to know God knows and that God is taking care of you. It's not about the money. It's about you and God, and it's about your relationship. That money is just a tool in the world. And when God knows you need that tool, to do something in your life, then God will provide that tool called money to be able to do something in your life. Don't, don't get an unhealthy relationship with money. Don't get an, un, it's, it's just a tool. Don't get an unhealthy relationship like the world does where it becomes the root of everything. And when it becomes the root of everything, it becomes the root of all evil. Just realize that it's a tool. And sometimes the tool is that you need money to go buy the milk. Sometimes is the milk comes to you without the need for money. I love what Paul said. God supplies me. He takes care of me. I think what you and I have to believe the expectancy we live in is not the expectation. The expectation that it's going to be a certain way, a certain amount, certain day. That's expectation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about expectancy. And the expectancy is that the same way Paul said, the same way God is taking care of me, God is going to take care of you. God's going to take care of you. You see, they believed that when they harvested the rest of their fruit, it was going to be sufficient for them for the year. It was going to be sufficient. I see so many of you in the church right now uh, doing uh, gardening, and right now, uh, you, you know, the pictures of the abundance of that. Some of you are canning. I remember my grandmother used to can. Wow, what a skill. What a wonderful skill to be able to can and put that food away and know that it's, 
It's going to be there all year. You don't have to worry about what the shelves are doing at the supermarket or how people are going crazy. So you probably wish you could can toilet paper sometimes, don't you? So that you wouldn't have to deal with that fiasco every time there's a crisis. But we have people that are canning, you know, their squash and their beets and their beans and their potatoes. I think it's awesome. Matter of fact, I, I think some of the best flavor food I've ever eaten come from glass jars where it was where it was canned. There's just a different flavor. But you see, they expected that harvest, and they expected that they were going to be putting up enough, not only for themselves, but for others. They were going to be able to use some of it to barter and trade for other things that they needed. They, they, they lived in an expectancy that God was going to take care of them and that God was going to provide for them, that we are provided for. In their harvest, they believed that they were provided for. You have to believe that in your giving and in your harvest that you are provided for, that God is providing for you, an expectation an expectation that God is going to lift you up. God is not going to let you down. He's not going to let you down. David said this, the psalmist. David said, I was once young and now I'm old. And he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed have to beg for bread. What did he mean? He said, I've lived a long time. He said, I was once young, now I'm old. Meaning, he said, I've lived a lot of years. And in all of those years, he said, I've seen that God always makes a way for his people. His people are never left to begging. God always makes a way for his people. So that's what David was saying. He said, I'm a young man and now I'm old, but I see that God always makes a way for his people. There's many of you saints that are in our congregation today. You've lived a lot of years. You've lived a lot of years. You've seen a lot of ups and downs. You've seen re recessions. You've seen all of these things that young people are freaking out over. And, and maybe you just need to tell them, chill. I've lived a long time. I've seen things work out. We get through things. God is a good God. God is a good God. I love that song we just sang uh, last week about the goodness of God in our life. I love when we sing that song. I cry when we sing that song because I look back over my life and see how true it is. And I can't, I can't wait for all the things I'm going to see in the coming beautiful years of my life and for my family and for you, our church, and for your children. And I hope I'm around to see your children's children. Good things. Expectancy that God will provide all that we need, all that we need. He takes care of us. He's a God who loves us. He's a God who cares about us. And he's a God, if he cares about you, he's going to take care of you. The Bible said, what kind of parent, righteous parent, would not take care of their children, would not give to their children when their children have need? He said, your heavenly father knows your needs, and your Heavenly Father will take care of you too. Again, it's about expectancy, not expectations. There may be some certain things you're wanting, certain way you want them. And you may get them, but you may not. God may have something better in mind, something different in mind, something more fruitful in the long run for you. 
I'm grateful for all the things that I ask for in my life and that God has given me. But I'm more grateful for all the things I've asked for and he didn't give me because he had such a wiser plan and he knew me better than I knew myself. Live with an expectancy that good things are going to come and that God is going to provide everything you need. That, that in that blessing, in that giving and in that blessing, in that blessing coming to you are all the things that you need. It's coming your way. It's coming your way. And here's the fourth thing. So number one, an expectancy of greater and better yet to come. Number two, an expectancy of good things to come. Number three, an expectancy that God will provide all your needs. And the fourth is the expectancy of being able to give more to God. The expectancy of being able to give more to God. That, that for you, that giving's not a one-time thing, that your life is about giving. Giving who you are. Giving the gifts you have. Giving the resources you have giving the, the personality you have, giving the faith away that you have, that you live in expectancy, that you're going to have opportunities, that God is going to give you opportunities to give and he's going to supply you whenever you do need to give. You see, one of the things that when they did their first fruits and then they went back to the harvest, they expecting what I call the 10th basket. You need to always be expecting the 10th basket. What they would do is that the very first basket that they brought was those first fruits. And then they would count off nine baskets after that. And, and the 10th basket then became their tithe. They gave that to the Lord because it was the first in the next series of 10 baskets. You need to be expecting not one basket, not two baskets, not three baskets, not four baskets or five baskets or six or seven or eight or nine. You see that I can count. You need to be expecting fullness. Fullness means I'm expecting all the way to the 10th basket and in the 10th basket, I'm giving to God. That my giving has just begun. I'm expecting that I'm going to be able to give even more to God. Not only of what I earn, but it's not just, again, about money. I'm going to be able to uh, be giving of myself and who I am and what I, what I am. That you need to be expecting that. That in your life, always expect that there's more than nine baskets. There's a tenth basket. Always be saying, God, I don't want just nine baskets. Nine baskets is when you're just thinking about your, your own self and your own needs. The nine baskets are, well, I need money from a mortgage. Well, then I need a basket to be able to buy groceries. I need a basket to be able to buy gas. All right, let's be honest. I need two baskets right now to be able to buy gas. I, I need a basket to be able to pay for schooling. I need a basket to be able to pay the electric and the water and all of the utilities. I, I need a basket to be able to pay for my cell phone, my internet, my cable television, because God, you know I have to have those. That, that eighth basket 
that I need an eighth basket because God, you know, I've, I've, I've got to pay for the car. Maybe I don't have a car payment, but, you know, there's tires and there's uh, registration and all of those things. And, and, and God, you know, God, I, I need a little bit left over for entertainment and recreation and haircuts. So, Lord, I'm asking you to fill those baskets. Lord, I'm asking you to provide. Uh, I'm asking you to give me a career and a paycheck and investments or retirement income, whatever it is. To talk. Don't forget, my friend, there's a tenth basket. Because the way it should have worked is that first basket was your first fruits. It should have been given to the Lord. Then comes all the other baskets. And then finally, there's a tenth basket now that you can give unto the Lord, which is the first basket in the next series. Live with an expectancy that not only are all of your needs, good things are going to come, that you're going to eat good, right? That you're going to live good, that you're going to be able to do good things for your kids. All those baskets need to be good. You want good. Expect good to come. Expect all of them have needs every month. Expect that those needs are going to be filled. In those baskets, God's going to give you baskets from your harvest that are going to take care of those needs. And always expect that there's more baskets yet to come. There's not just, there's not just one paycheck because there's not just one bill. It, they keep. Have you noticed that? They keep sending them every month in a series. I don't understand it. And that means every month, right, we're going to need. Sometimes you get frustrated saying you get a little bit of extra and then all of a sudden something happens that you have to use that extra for and then you get all upset. I had that extra money. I want to use it for this. I, I, I have to use it for here. Maybe God knew you were going to need it over here and so he provided it over here. Be happy and rejoice that you had it. Live with that expectancy that he's going to care for me no matter what my needs are. But when you're living with the expectancy I want to challenge you today. When you're living with the expectancy of being able to pay your mortgage, being able to pay your payments, being able to pay for your food, being able to pay for your utilities, being able to pay for gas and all of that, live with the expectancy that you can also pay your tithe, that you can also give to God. You can expect that. God gives seed to the sower, he said, and bread to the eater. God will give you things that you can consume and use on yourself. But if you'll ask God, God will always, he's also giving you something that you can give. You say, well, I don't have anything to give. No, don't, don't say that. Don't lie to yourself. You do have it. You're just using it on other things. So find that place in your life. Find that way in your life that whatever faith looks like for you to become a giver if you're not a giver. You don't want to live life not as a giver. You want to figure out the way to do that. You know it's true. You know what I'm saying right now. Even you may be a person right now listening this morning, sitting here, kind of resisting that, resisting giving to the church, resisting this idea of tithing. And there's just something in you or you're thinking, man, I just, I can't do that. I'm afraid if I do that, I won't be able to pay my bills. Something's resisting. Let just, I want to encourage you to just try to break through that resistance, because the truth is, you know it's true. You know it's true that God blesses those who give. That giving is a way that God blesses us. I read the scripture, he said, he said, don't envy the wicked. He said, you will be rewarded. 
you will be rewarded. So many times we envy those that are living wicked lives and, and honestly, they earn their money doing wicked things. He said, don't envy them. Sometimes we look at them and say, man, I wish I had that. Maybe, maybe living good's not good. Maybe that. He said, don't envy them because you will be rewarded, both here and in this world to come. I think they need to worry about what the reward is going to be in this world to come. I think I wonder why so many of these entertainers, so many of these sports, they wind up with nothing. They wind up, they earn all this money, but they wind up with nothing. They have nothing to show later in years later. Why is that? Why does the Bible say there's another paradox that a poor man, an average man, a man who gives and works, and though he gives it away, and yet he becomes enlarged, he becomes blessed even wealthy. You see, you need to live in an expectancy of giving that there will always, always be thinking more than nine baskets. Always think about that tenth basket, which is what you give to the Lord, which is actually the first basket again. Remember, it's the first basket of every series. So remember that. And it's an expectation and a joy to be able to be a giver. And you need to, that's the kind of giver God wants. God wants to produce in you a joy of giving, he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9 there, so that he can bless you. And the reason is so that he can use you to give on multiple occasions, multiple times. But he wants to produce in you the joy of giving. I there's some of you that are in our church. I, I won't call you by name, but you love giving. It, it's a joy for you. I mean, you're, you're not just doing your regular giving. Whenever we have a need you give, whenever I'm doing something, uh, you know, global-wise or whatever, you say you want to give to that. There's many times you, you, you just give to Teresa and I. You do special things for us or think about us. You just joy in giving. There's some of you, you come and do things at the church building, the campus. You do things for people in church. You you go and do things for others. You you bring things. You, you, you just love to give. You just have a joy that comes from giving. I pray that that joy that's on you would spread to others so that there would be a real joy that comes from giving. So my challenge to you in this is let's not just give our first fruits and pray and have a celebration. Let's know what to do the rest of the year. And the part of the first fruits of what you do the rest of the year is you live in expectancy, not expectations, expectancy. And the expectancy and biblically is living in hope. And hope means the expectation of good. The expectation of good. I believe that's what God wants. I believe that's the joy of the way they sang and danced and ate together as they harvested their fields and reminded themselves that they had once lived in a desert where nothing grew. And now they were in a land where God was producing abundance. I love you. I love you. Pray for me as I continue on this trip and then I'll be back this week. Uh, see you next Sunday. I love you. Let me pray for you uh, as we close today. Father, I thank you right now for, for this time in our life as an Oasis Faith family. 
this first fruit celebration we've just had, and now a season of expectancy. I expect to hear testimonies, Lord, good things, all kind of things that you're doing and that you're causing and that the blessing is causing to happen. I don't doubt that we'll go through some tough times and some tough things, but I believe we're going to go through it differently and we're going to experience things from it differently than we would have before. That we're living, while the world is living with an expectation and expectancy of bad, we're living in an expectancy of good and of better and of fullness and overflow in our life, in our love, in our families, in our careers, in our finances, in our spiritual walk, in souls coming to know you in all of these areas, all of these areas, goodness, blessing is what we're expecting. I bless these people in Jesus' name, amen.